Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald. I'm the community manager here at micro.blog, and we're back for another episode of Manton Reese Q&A. Welcome, Manton, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's good. It's good to have you on and good for us to get to talk to you directly and hear some of your thoughts about what's happening at Micro.blog, the company which you are the founder of and the creator of the platform. So you are the expert. Hopefully I know something about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know, well. (laughs) We're in trouble. (laughs) We're not in trouble. In fact, um, before we started recording today, I had a quick review of the last time we did an Ask Manton episode. And just to refresh my memory of what people asked about, and I was pretty excited to see that um, many of the things people asked for are now reality. And um, so I'm giving a little rec- report card for uh, for micro.blogs. And this is since November um, of 2018. We uh, were asked about accessibility in particular about adding alt text to photos, and that is now available, correct? Yes. The iOS and the Mac app now have a special part of the UI where you can click in and set the alt text and it is handled automatically. So yeah, that was really good to do. We did some other accessibility improvements at the same time, Mm -hmm. um, but that was a really big one. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, And for those who aren't familiar with what alt text refers to, it's a tag, um, it's that goes into the HTML that lets people label the content of their photos so that um, people with visual impairment or other um, types of screen readers can read what the photo is, even if they can't see it. So it's a really handy thing to do. It's one of the basic building blocks of accessibility on the web. And I'm really happy we have that now. And I need to start using it. That's <laughs> Yeah, I forget sometimes too, yeah. but it's good to get in the habit. And yeah, for people, if you're using the the iPhone app or the Mac app and just you haven't checked this out, just after you attach a photo, just click on it and mm-hmm. then you'll get some options to edit the text. And uh, so yeah, check yeah. it out if you haven't tried it before. Yeah, I should probably write up some help, more help for that or something, or maybe do a demo. Um, let's see. Then the other thing that uh, has been asked for for a long time and specifically in the last time we talked on Micro Monday is categories for your posts. And yay, we have categories now. We do. This was part of a really huge, actually, (laughs) change to micro.blog where we updated all the themes and added support for completely custom themes. And it's it is a big change. It's actually really powerful. I know some people have gone in there and tinkered with it a little bit. I know most people probably haven't looked at it yet, but it's for if you really want to completely customize everything about your site, mm-hmm. you can now do that. And so we did categories at the same time. It kind of like came along for the ride and, and <laughs> we added categories like a interface on the web and the, the apps for 
setting categories and supporting the themes for showing categories. So yeah, it's a big change. I'm glad to have it there. I haven't personally used categories on my own blog mm-hmm. yet, and I'm still trying to figure out because I used to before my yeah. blog I had categories, and then I decided that I didn't really need them, and so I got rid of them. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out how to use them. But I have noticed a lot of micro.blog users are starting to use them. And we have a couple things in there that I think are clever. For example, if you make a category called photos, we can automatically file your photos into it for you. And Mm -hmm. I I think we'll do more like that. I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of potential for for categories and in a way that doesn't, because I don't want it to be more work to blog. It should still be easy to blog. Yeah. Uh, So how can we make that feature useful without you know, people say, oh, now I've got to click on categories or think about categories. You, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. You just want to post something simple and short. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, I actually haven't started to use them either because I've really enjoyed the freedom of just writing something, clicking post, and that's it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, me too. <laughs> on the other hand, I think it might help me um, – I, I don't want to start using them until I'm pretty sure what I want to use them for. And one idea I have is to use them as a way to tag, not tag, but to, uh, to create a category of long posts. So not, mm-hmm. you know, more than 280 character posts that could be collected on their own page at some point. Um, because I think that would help with some of that feeling that I have. And I know other people have talked about of this, like um, schizophrenia, it's not the right word for it, but the feeling that you you are both writing for social media and writing for your own blog at the same time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels silly to put out a short thing about uh, broccoli um, next to a long mm-hmm. post about uh, equal rights, for example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that actually kind of gets back to what I was saying about like automatically filing things in the categories mm-hmm. that if enough people want that, where you want a category for long posts, essays and things like that, that's something we might be able to make easier. And, mm-hmm. and it's something that is not documented, but should be is that every category on your blog can also have its, uh, it'll, it also has its own RSS feed. So mm-hmm. If you do have a category just for long posts and you want to allow your readers to subscribe to that feed of just your long posts in some other RSS reader outside mm-hmm. micro.blog, that's mm-hmm. possible now. So, Oh, that's pretty cool. Username autocomplete. Yay for that. Yes. It's so awesome. Thank you, Manton. I am glad we did that as well. I that's the kind of thing that once you have it, you wish it had been there all along. <laughs> and uh, John Hayes spent a lot of work on this, uh, especially on the iOS app, getting it started. And so, yeah, it's nice to finally have that. Yeah. So anyway, that's a very impressive list of feature requests that are now fulfilled. And I put a check mark by those three now. The one that was brought up in the last show that was a good one, and we talked about it, um, is uh, – portability of your blog and and with that backing up your blog. And that's come up again. Um, I think maybe you could give us a, a recap of what's been happening with that since November, because in particular, Ron Guest asked about it. Um, and he's the one who asked about it in November. 
Yeah, so a quick update on that. There's more that we want to do. And actually, about a year, a little over a year ago, I had um, put a proposal on my blog for like a better archive format that would allow you to move your blog between platforms if you know if people supported it. And I finally got around to implementing that last week at Indie Web Camp Austin, which mm-hmm. is a two-day event for uh, folks in the Indie Web, people who care about blogging and writing and web design and programming and anything. And I took some time to work on that. I haven't made it live yet, but it is implemented. And the way it will work is you can say, I want a full archive of my blog and it'll go off behind the scenes and work on it. And then it'll give you a URL via email where you can download that because they're kind of big in Mm -hmm. some cases. So Mm -hmm. my blog, I think is like a 500 megabyte archive Mm -hmm. with all the photos and and HTML and everything. So it's not that big, but it's big enough where you don't get it immediately. It takes a few minutes. And what the archive is, is it's a file that has HTML and JSON of your blog, and you can open it up just on your regular computer and you can see all your posts, which I think is really useful. Like just open in Safari or Chrome. Mm -hmm. And it also has enough metadata in there that in theory, other apps could import from that format. And so it would be kind of a portable format. So I've been testing it this week and I'll be rolling out soon. Um, Related to that, I just added a feature that you can, there's a setting under your blog settings where you can enable micro.blog will automatically copy any new posts that you write to the internet archive, Mm -hmm. which is just kind of an extra copy out there. And this came out of the Indie Web Camp discussions too. And it's not a substitute for having an archive of your blog, but knowing that when you post something that a copy of your blog post is going to be on the internet archive as well is that could be really handy in the future. So I like that we rolled that out too. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And so that's the internet archive, like webarchive.org. Um, yeah, the, the Wayback the Machine. Way machine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah. cool because, I mean, I definitely use the Wayback Machine for finding my old stuff, which is pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the way it is. <laughs> you know, I've changed blog hosts and blog situations so many times in 20 plus years that – um, I need the Wayback Machine. And I've also uh, used it as a suggestion to people, especially like former clients of mine when I was a web designer, and they'd say, do you have a copy <laughs> of something? And I'm like, no, I do not. But you might check the Wayback Machine. Um, so that's great. I, I think that's um, that sounds like a really cool um, enhancement for micro.blog. So Ron also asked about GitHub pages specifically, because we have this mm-hmm. feature where you could, if you used GitHub, you could enable it and it would copy your blog and all the files to a GitHub repository. Somewhere along the way, over the last couple months, that stopped working in mm-hmm. some cases. And I decided to disable it because I think it needs to be rethought it was never perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that we had it. I think there was a lot of potential, but it was also kind of kind of a real technical, nerdy kind of thing that like if you're really into GitHub and using it all the time, maybe it's really appealing, but it's not something I think most people are going to use. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to disable it for now. I do want to bring it back, but I think it it just needs to be rethought a little bit with all the new themes and the new archive format and just I just need to kind of take some time to think about yeah. how, what, how can I add that feature back, but in a way that 
is not just kind of a hack and in a way that actually <laughs> will be something we can support for years. Yeah. Um, well, that sounds good. I know a few people were interested in that. So um, look forward to that. I'm, I definitely look forward to trying out the downloading your whole blog. Now that I've downloaded my whole Facebook to delete my Facebook account, I use their, mm -hmm. their utility, which is pretty easy. But then you get like a file of stuff that is just like, what the heck is this? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, they, they collect a lot of information over there at Facebook in case you didn't know that. And we do not. Um, right. And as another one of our users, Tim Chambers, points out, Medium allows you to export and download your files. I haven't tried to do that because I really don't have anything on Medium, but we should at least be on feature parity with Medium when it comes to portability. Yep. And we should be able to import more other types of platforms. So like oh, right yeah. now you can import WordPress to mm -hmm. micro.blog. And I think it makes sense to be able to import you know, Medium and yeah. Tumblr and you know other popular platforms. They all, of course, have a slightly different format, which is why I've tried to propose something that, that so everybody could use. Mm -hmm. But I think that makes sense. I, I seems like we hear more and more from Medium users who want to move their content back to their own blog. So it'd be neat to support that. Yeah, that's definitely been a theme since we last talked on the podcast where Medium has made changes and people have quit Medium. And it's the latest round of, I need to get my own blog up and running again. So yep. we want to be there for those people so they have a good place to go to. Next question, Brad Enslin wants to know if it will be possible at some point to have comments and web mentions from sources outside of micro.blog, like other blogs and Twitter, um, displayed on our blogs that are hosted at micro.blog. I think that's the question. <laughs> yep. The Yes, the we, we do some things now to try to integrate replies from blogs outside of micro.blog into the micro.blog timeline. And we want to do more for that. And then second is really the core part of the question, which is displaying those comments and replies on your own site. Uh, so like on the detail kind of page for your blog post showing. Basically, the way I imagine it is if you view conversation on micro.blog, everything mm -hmm. in there, you can mm -hmm. put on your own blog. And uh -huh. so making sure that we allow more things to be included in there. So if someone replies on an external website, making sure that works. does mm -hmm. work, but there's it's non-trivial kind of to set that up sometimes. Um, and then having some way to enable it on your own blog. So I, the short answer is yes. The longer answer is I don't think it will be on by default. I think it will be something you opt into either with a checkbox somewhere or editing the theme for your blog mm -hmm. so you can control it. But yeah, we want to do more with that. I know this has been something we haven't done yet just because I know a lot of people just don't want comments on their blog. They just, their blog is their blog. It's their writing only. And that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But I think for people that do want it, being able to pull those replies from micro.blog and even elsewhere into your own blog, I think would be really useful. Yes. Um, it's funny how you get used to no comments on blogs, <laughs> it, and in my case anyway. Now the notion of actually having comments gives me uh, a little bit of an anxiety attack. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't really 
want them, I think, because I've never had comments on my own blog in no. 15 years. And it's like, I don't, I think it's fine. I mean, I love having the replies on micro.blog and that's where yeah. I get feedback on things I write. Yeah. But yeah, this should be an option. And it yeah. kind of related to that, you know, the it might be possible to enable replying on someone's blog, like with a little text mm -hmm. box where you could reply. And then that, if they have a micro.blog account, that would also show up in the micro.blog timeline automatically, mm -hmm. like if they're signed into micro.blog. So mm -hmm. there's more we can do there. I think yeah. it would be fun to experiment with it. Yeah, I think that's um, that's good. So, uh, so we had a question from Simon Woods who – and he – his question – certainly got other people t involved in a conversation about a subject that has come up before. And I think it's definitely worth talking about, which is can micro.blog offer private accounts either via password protected pages or approval of followers. And as other people pointed out, while Twitter and Facebook do offer these kind of private channels, you know, with everybody understanding that private means private with a very small p, um, not um, that Twitter and Facebook are not reading your messages, because they are, I can tell you. Um, but, you know, that that might be one of the things that prevents people from uh, making the switch to micro.blog. Yeah, and we hear from people that are, they discover micro.blog and they send an email to to our help email address and they say, this sounds great, but I really want part of my blog to be private or I want a private group. I, basically, I want to take what I, kind of the world looked like in Facebook or Instagram and I want to move it to the open web and, you know, mm -hmm. host it on companies <laughs> that have my best interest at heart and are yeah. serving ads to everybody. And I think for now, the answer has to be we're not going to do that because yeah. I just think we need to be careful for for two reasons. One, the focus right now is really on people blogging and on all the benefits that come with the open web and indie web and just having your own blog and your own space at your own domain name. And it's not really clear how some of that works if mm -hmm. it's private. But the second, I think more important reason is just if we do that, it needs to be totally secure. Like I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, that's a big new thing we would take on like people. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, people's private posts that they're just sharing with family or like there was a comment today about, you know, wanting to kind of have like a private journal, but like on a blog. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I mean, that's great. I would use that too. I would love that. But private data, we have to be careful with because I, mm -hmm. if, I mean, let's say someone has a private journal on micro.blog and then our servers get hacked or, you know, something bad happens. Like I want to make sure I can tell customers, don't worry, everything's fine. Yeah. Like your private data is not going to be out there on the internet. And, <laughs> you know, so that means like having more encryption and just, just thinking about the security of it. Whereas with public blogs, we don't have to worry so much. I mean, we can do things like allow you to send a copy to the internet archive because it's all public, right? It's just a blog. Right. So right. I, I love to do more, but I just think we need to really think it through first. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the the it's good for people to know it's not that we don't get it. You know, we would like to have that too on yeah. some level. Like I know that um I wouldn't mind having a smaller group of people like I had on Facebook, you know, that could discuss 
you know, some issue or some some group of people all doing the same hobby or something like that. But but that's you know, there's the technical issues and then there's the the privacy mm-hmm. issues and the responsibility issues for us as a company that if we're going to do that, we have to do it absolutely right because we we already know how to do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's true. And and there also may be kind of a middle ground there where we could we could have have some features that are kind of like semi-private. Like the the idea is not like completely secure and private, but mm-hmm. like kind of almost like an unpublished blog. Where yeah, what I mean by that is like you you. you Use micro.blog and you have your blog and stuff, but your posts don't show up in the timeline. That was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I think that would be really interesting and maybe a good first step. And because you could share, like, actually I did that. We had a family blog where Mm -hmm. we essentially do that. It's not private. Like Mm -hmm. if you know the URL, you can actually (laughs) go to it, but it's not something we share with anyone except for close family. And so you know, like when we go on trips and we can post uh-huh. photos and vacations and things like that. And it's, yeah, it's kind of like semi-private, right? Yeah. I think we could do stuff like that. And also I was thinking about like, if we ever did something with newsletters, like, you know, you created a newsletter to keep people informed right. of people that, you know, can't follow you on Facebook anymore. I mean, that would be, I think actually a really neat feature for micro.blog where if you had one of these kind of semi-private blogs, there was something where it could email out to your close friends um, mm-hmm. to let them know about the post. So it's not really private, but it's kind of off in its own little yeah. corner of the, the web. Yeah, um, I do. That actually came up in my own family as well, uh, where one of my sisters, who's very unsocial on the internet, said, I wonder if I could use micro.blog. And that's the first thing I said to her is, well, it's not private, but if it was just for this kind of thing that you're talking about, you know, like for being able to share photos and stuff, like in a small community of people, she's, you know, if it didn't matter, if people didn't find it, they probably wouldn't. So I don't know, but I like the idea of also, I think there's probably some people who don't, want to be on the timeline. <laughs> they just don't know that they are. Uh, mm, and yeah. so th- that would be another, not that they don't want to be on the timeline, but if they had the choice, they might check that option. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, certainly when I'm reviewing all the posts that come in for the Discover feed, I think this person probably has no interest in in being involved in a conversation on the timeline. <laughs> right. And right so, now, this isn't really kind of well known exactly, but you can create a blog hosted on micro.blog and it could uh-huh. be a second one. It could be like an extra one on your account mm-hmm. and you can remove it from the timeline by going under the feeds section and just removing it. And it'll oh. still let you post to the blog and you'll have a URL and everything, but it will mm-hmm. no longer show up in micro.blog and conversations in the timeline, anything. And when people follow you, they won't see those posts. So, but that's kind of, that like that's not obvious and i think yeah. if we did something like this it would need to be more like a checkbox like yeah you know yeah. and it just handles it for you and you don't need to know where the feeds are 
Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> and to, in fact, that really segues nicely into our next question from Smokey about integrating tools like Microgram and Micro Memories into Micro.blog. And those are the tools that Jonathan LaCour built um, for creating pages on your Micro.blog for on-this-day type memories and also for creating a, a kind of Instagram-y photo grid and making a photos page. And they're really nice tools. They're they're not too hard to use, but if you had no experience with the underpinnings of the of a web page and you had to go to GitHub to figure something out, you might say, ah, maybe I won't. So having those, as as Smokey says, you know, a lot of people here manually doing those steps is easy, but for many, and for people who are still stuck in silos and maybe looking for an escape, it's still too much tech gobbledygook. So, mm-hmm. Yep. And I love that discussion you had with Jonathan going into some of those tools and like why he built them. I, I always thought that we would have a built-in version of some of that, like the photos mm-hmm. page. And so I was kind of thinking, well, you know, eventually we'll have like a built-in way to do that. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should just have a again like a one checkbox, you know, <laughs> click kind of to en- enable these in the meantime because people mm-hmm. do like them and they're useful right away without waiting for us to build that feature into the platform. So yeah, I think I think maybe. Yeah. yeah so like a checkbox where if you checked it, we would just automatically create that page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah. wouldn't be hard, right? Listen to no, me. No, it wouldn't be hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be uh, probably the way I would do it would be kind of like a special page. Or maybe mm-hmm. if you make a page called Photos, it automatically asks you, do you do you want to mm-hmm. include thumbnails of your photos in here? There's a couple ways we could do it. But kind of already in the pages on your blog, we have mm-hmm. – there's actually some special pages. And so like the About page mm-hmm. is one. It's like a special kind of page. So if you don't enter anything, anything on the about page, it'll pull in the bio that you've entered for your account. Mm-hmm. And another special page is the archive page. You can't edit it, but you can rearrange it and you can delete it. But, but if the archive page is there, it will automatically be populated with you know all your posts, a list of all mm-hmm. your posts. So I, you can imagine we could do something similar to for mm-hmm. photos, for example, it would be like kind of like a special page that would automatically do the JavaScripty stuff behind the scenes. Okay, sounds good. Well, uh, we have a few more questions which I have uh, collected into a section. I'm calling "How is Manton doing it all?" Uh, <laughs> section because I, I'm very uh, uh, happy to see that people have your well-being at heart. Um, so, for example, Odd uh, from Norway asked, "What I wonder is how Manton stays in shape to cope with cope with the enormous workload he must have now." Um, and uh, even um, when Simon Woods asked, "Have you discovered anything?" unexpected or eye-catching from micro.blog in the last year, Smokey says, like, I like that, you know, ideas. Question asks, like, does Manton ever get to use his own service or is he always stuck working on it? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. I I feel like sometimes that's true. Sometimes I'm so, like, focused on building something new that I don't keep up with reading everything that I, I want to read. And I have to kind of go back in the timeline and see what I missed or 
queue mm-hmm. up some posts that I want to read later. I so first of all, thank you everybody for thinking about me and making sure I'm not totally overwhelmed and uh, with with everything. I I feel like it has been a lot of work and it will continue to be a lot of work, but I think we have a pretty good like fairly sane roadmap for Mm-hmm. Like this year, like going forward, like Gene, you and I met in Austin, you know, I yes. guess it was a month ago now and we kind of plotted things out a little bit. And I, I feel like as the platform matures, there'll be less like kind of frantic. Okay. Now this needs to be fixed. Now this needs to be added and we can be a little more thoughtful even than, than I think that so far, you know, just like, is this feature correct? Is it simple enough? Like try because I don't want to add a bunch of really complicated features. I, I never have. The whole idea is mm-hmm. always to keep it really simple and encourage people to actually blog because it's easy. Mm-hmm. So I think if we continue to do that, and again, we kind of just lay out what the things we want to work on this year are and make sure they're doable and simple, and yeah, I, I'm it's gonna be fine. Basically, yeah. <laughs> what I'm, so you <laughs> you are you are uh, verifying that you are fine. Yes. Um, you know, blink it twice if the answer is yes. <laughs> Nobody is holding you hostage to this. Uh, this it is an enormous workload. Like I certainly have a good appreciation of how much is on your plate, and um, and uh, you know, my and you know, my case as well. There is a lot of work. Um, that we are doing, but uh, definitely was really good to meet up with you in um, January, February timeframe in, in Austin and really like clear the decks and just sit in coffee shops and, and talk about the mm-hmm. future of Microdot blog and how all the, the pieces fit together and what we really want to focus on because what's really important to us. And I think um, one of the best things for me about the, uh, um, one of the best things for me about getting together like that was feeling like, you know, reaffirming um, that we both cared very much about this and we, we, we work hard on it because we want it to be successful and we feel very optimistic about its chances for success because we see the impact that it's having on people and on ourselves. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I'm, as excited now, if not more than three years ago when I first started tinkering with this. So there's, there's a lot to do, but we have also come a really long way. And like looking back on how far we've come in just the last year, I feel really good about Mm -hmm. the ability to keep up with everything. And, And like I said, things will slow down a little bit as the platform becomes more mature and, uh, I feel really good about it. But yeah. thanks, everyone, for thinking about it. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, and, and as a, a PS to that, uh, Dave wanted to know, how it, how is it going on uh, on the book? And uh, if you have a, have a release date in mind for that. And not to put another thing on your plate, but mm-hmm. that was already on your plate yeah. from the beginning. So. Uh, I was feeling great five minutes ago. I'm Bring so sorry. And- <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought it up first. It's like- <laughs> I feel so. I I am going to finish that book. Uh, okay. the, I've actually been thinking about it a lot recently, and I don't remember if I mentioned this when we talked last. But sometime in the last couple months, I set up 
a t I started using this app streaks to like keep track of things mm -hmm. that I kind of want to do every day and just, just simple stuff, you know, like walk the dog every day or something like that. And just, it helps kind of motivate <laughs> you know yeah. me to like, I'm actually going to do this today because I've done it five days in a row. And like, this is kind of important. And so one of the things I added was just write in the book. It doesn't have to be more than one sentence. It doesn't have to be, it's not super ambitious, but just every day, write a little bit. I haven't kept up with that as much as I would like, but it's, it's gotten to the point where I really, really need to finish it. And I think as more and more people kind of tune into what we're doing with micro.blog, but also just become aware of the big problems with the big social networks mm -hmm. and everything that we've kind of gone through over the last couple of years with Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. I think that the book, it, it's not too late for the book, basically. Like it's no. still <laughs> a good time <laughs> to write this book and release yeah. it. And I think that um, hopefully it'll it'll help have like one place that people can look if they are interested in this stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm I'm writing the book. It's not like just a technical how-to. It's it's both. It's like history, technical, future. It's like I'm trying to mix everything together so that it's something that someone can just kind of read and mm -hmm. they maybe will have another sense of how we think about social networks and uh, you know the the web going forward. So I want to do it. I think there's no better time than now <laughs> to release <laughs> it, but it still needs some more work. I'm excited for the book, and I think other people are, and people wouldn't be asking about it if they weren't. So let that uh, be part of your motivation for finishing it off and at some point, I will just come over and pry it out of your computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that the longer it takes, the more pr kind of pressure in a way there is for it to be really good. And at some point, I'm just going to need to say, hey, it's good enough. Let's put it out there as a, at least as a draft so that people can have feedback and I can actually get it finished. So I hope it expectations are probably too high, but I, I, I can't wait to, to finish it. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Um, well, thanks, Manton, for coming on to Micro Monday this week. I really enjoyed uh, getting people's questions and, and posing them to you. And I hope that we'll do this again in a few months. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me. And congratulations on 50 episodes of Micro Monday. I'm just amazed how much, <laughs> how many <laughs> interviews with, with Microdoblic users that have been over the, it's almost a year, I think, since you started. And yeah. I'm really excited to see how much you've done with it. I, it is pretty amazing to me as well, just this feeling of like, wow, you, you really did 50 episodes, which sounds like a lot when you haven't done any. But once, right. you, <laughs> once you've done them, um, uh, I've been telling people if you really want to, um, if you really want to get something out on a regular basis, give it a name like Monday, and then you're stuck. You have to come out every Monday, and you can't, you can't like fudge the released uh, schedule. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it just has true. to go. So um, I think uh, that has worked for me. I don't know how I can apply that to things in my life that aren't podcasts, but I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> Blog post Tuesday and you, know, yes. you can't name everything after a day, I guess. <laughs> House cleaning Wednesday. Oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, thanks again. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next week.